Blog Talk Radio. We're live. Welcome to Oral Lingus with Timber Dalton, and it is a Veterans Day episode, and it is November 11th. I had to do what I did last week and turn my thing off so it's not playing in my ear. Tonight, we're going to be talking about BDSM, whip me, beat me, make me write bad checks. Everybody has heard about BDSM, but unless you know anything about the lifestyle, you might be surprised that some of it's pretty boring, actually, when you get into it. A lot of people don't understand what it's about, so we're going to talk about that tonight. Um, I might have a guest or two coming on. I might have a caller calling in here in a little while, um, seeing how it goes here. One thing I did realize, you guys in the chat room, hello, all my chat peeps, Woo! Oh, I see Michael and Jillian and AJ Johnson and guests and guests and guests. Hello, guys. Um, those of you in the chat room, um, what you're actually hearing is a couple of seconds behind. So when I'm posting stuff in the chat room, as I'm saying it, it might be a little, hey, there's Olga. Woo, hi, Olga. Um, it might be a little bit behind. Um, what you're actually hearing is a couple of seconds behind. I'm not sure what the uh, what the time delay is. So just wanted to let you guys know that. Um, it is Veterans Day, as I did mention, and a big shout out, especially, hey, Michael, I know you, especially Huggy Huggy Huggy, um, in the chat room there. All the veterans out there and the families, thank you. I don't care what your politics are, and I don't really like to discuss politics too much on the show because it leads to fights, but no matter what your politics are, support the troops. It doesn't matter what you think of what they're doing out there. The fact that they're out there you know, working for us um, and their families are sacrificing them being at home with them. Give them a hug. My dad's a uh, veteran. My grandfather's a veteran. So I really do believe in supporting the troops no matter what your politics are because regardless of your politics, they're defending you. So the least we can do is support them. Okay. Um, let's see. Tonight we're talking about BDSM. Um, I got ahead of myself on my notes. Um, we're going to We're going to cut through the bullshit. Tonight and the BDSM, you can ask me questions. Um, you can call in if you want to. We're still working the bugs out. I'm figuring out they got a new uh, software system in, so we're trying to figure it out. So if you call in, you're going to get my the, the world's best husband trademark. That's my husband um, that you'll be talking to. He's screening my calls for me. He's my Roz. I'm Frazier. Oh, God help us all. I'm Frazier. <sighs> Actually, I'm more like Sheldon. Um, like I said, you're listening to Oralingus with Timber Dalton on Blog Talk Radio. The call-in number, if you should choose to do so, is 310-861-2348. Um, you can email me at timberdalton at gmail.com. That's timber with a Y, T-Y-M-B-E-R, Dalton, at gmail.com. You can post questions in the chat room. Um, I'm trying to keep up with the chat, so I might miss something. So if I do miss you and you can't send me a... Um, uh, no, Michael, you don't have to behave. Jillian, you guys can act up as much as you want to. We have a mature rating. It's after 10 o'clock, so you guys in the chat room can go berserk if you want to. So 
<laughs> I'm multitasking. I am working the switchboard and I am working the, <laughs> and I'm working the chat room at the same time. So bear with me here, folks. Um, okay, let's see here. Oh, lucky listener is going to win a $5 gift certificate to Captiva Press tonight at the end of the show. So make sure you're listening. If you're not listening, you can't win. Um, another reason for you guys to email me questions every week. Michael was our, uh, was our lucky winner and watch your, well, you don't have to watch your language, Michael. What am I saying? Um, <laughs> was our lucky winner on uh Sunday. I'm going to try to be doing these. Uh, there's not going to be every Sunday cause there's this, I missed the second Sunday of every month. We have some preexisting plans. So, um, but most Sundays and most Thursdays, I will not be here Thanksgiving. Sorry. I love you peeps, but I am not going to be here on Thanksgiving day. Um, so Keep an eye on the schedule. It only lets me schedule shows about a month out in advance. So keep an eye on the schedule. We have got some great guests coming up in the next few weeks. I've got Chris Cook. He's a fellow Siren Bookstand author. Um, we've got Sophie Oak. And we have um, Lorelai Confer is also going to be um, one of our guests. Um, not this coming Sunday, I think. It, or maybe it is this coming Sunday. Um, maybe it's the Sunday after. I've got... Um, woman from the um the informed families um dot org is going to be on talking about a system they have in place that you can register uh your personal information so that only law enforcement can access it but they can swipe your driver's license if you're in an accident and your next of kin information is right there i know a lot of people do the ice on their cell phones but if your cell phone's destroyed in the accident or if it's like mine and you know, somebody doesn't know how to operate it, then that's not going to be much help for law enforcement. So it's a way to help um, get your families notified if you're ever in uh, in an accident or something. So it's a free organization. It's a nonprofit. We'll be talking to uh, Karen Mahalos, the vice president of that organization. Um, okay, so where am I in my notes here? Let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, Let's see. Do, 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 do. Kim in the chat room is asking, Timber, I know you said you didn't plan a direct sequel to Safe Harbor, but I would love to see more of Sully, Mac, and Clarice. Um, oh, we have two Olgas in the chat room. We get to for the price of one. Um, Kim, uh, I honestly don't think there's going to be a sequel to Safe Harbor because really their story is complete. Mac and Sully and Clarice, there's, there's not really anything else to their story. However, I do have some ideas for some stories set in that same universe, so they might appear as minor characters in other stories. Just like in my Siren series, my Love Slave for Two series, we have, um, when I went back and I wrote the prequel, and you met Ray and Oot, um, who were in um, book one, they're going to make, they may actually made an appearance in Safe Harbor. Um, and so they're kind of all going to be, you know, mixing around with, e you know, each other. So, so, and Ray and Oot are going to get their own story, by the way. Ray, Oot, and Kitten, um, they have just too good of a story. So, yeah, you guys are going to make me laugh. I know. That's, you don't have to worry about not making me laugh <laughs> because I'm going to be laughing anyway. Um, this, this isn't exactly Glenn Beck professional here. Let me tell you what. I mean, I, well, that was not a good example because I'm not really a Glenn Beck fan. But anyway, this is, I'm going to be cracking up with you guys in the chat room. So, yeah, that's going to happen. Um, let's see. I really need to try to figure out a way to break that tab out so I can see if anybody calls in while I'm looking at the chat room at the same time. Um, okay. Let's see here on the list of things we do. Okay. Um, BDSM topic at hand tonight, BDSM 101. Some of you are aware that I have a nonfiction book out through, um, Captiva Press. It's, um, called 
Whip Me, Beat Me, Make Me Write Hot Sex. Um, it's not a real long one. It's available in e-format. It's not available um, in print. It's going to be eventually part of a larger series I, I have in the works on erotica um, and romance writing for people. Um, <laughs> that's okay, Olga. We don't mind having two of you. We like you. You're worth two. We like you. Um, so it, it's a good book for people who, A, for writers who are vanilla, who want to write BDSM. And it's a good book for people who are curious about BDSM, but they might not be brave enough to go looking for information. Um, I have actually had an email exchange with one writer. It was interesting who writes BDSM, and this was a while ago. Um, and I asked her, I said, well, you know, because she, she'd asked me some questions about BDSM. And I said, well, you know, did, where did you do your research? Oh, I, I don't – and I, I – She's like, I don't research it because I just I don't understand any of that, and I don't. I'm like, okay, so you're writing BDSM. Well, then it turned out, of course, you know, most for BDSM is like the darker kind. It's like more of the bad guys kind of use it and everything. And most of the the writers that I know personally that write BDSM have either done real life research, they have friends in the lifestyle, or they are actually active in the lifestyle. Um, however, I have read stories, and I'm not going to name authors. Please don't ask me. Oh, who, who, who? Because I. Oh, Michael, I knew you wouldn't behave yourself. That's okay. We, we don't mind you not behaving yourself, Michael. We love you. Um, <laughs> that was an old one, though. Come up with a better one than that. <laughs> Come up with something. But, um, no, we're not going to make Michael go to the corner. No, we like Michael. Um, sorry, chat room manics again there, folks, for those of you who are listening or who listen to the archives later. See what you missed by not being here. You missed what happens in the archive, in the, uh, in the uh, chat room. Um, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's been books that I've read by writers who write BDSM, and you can tell that they don't know anything about the lifestyle. One that almost made me throw my e-reader, and fortunately at the last minute I remembered it was an e-reader, not a, a book that I couldn't throw, um, was that the hero suspended the heroine with handcuffs. And I'm not talking like leather suspension cuffs. I'm talking a ball gag. Use a ball gag on Michael. Oh, yeah. I'd use a ball gag on him. Um, <laughs> more chat romantics there, folks. Sorry. Um, you can't suspend somebody with handcuffs. And I, I, I was like, oh, obviously this person either didn't do any research or they just did Wikipedia research. Um, you know, and then I've read some books by people like one book, uh, the, the hero drugs the heroine. I mean, like a date rape kind of thing. And, and at the end, she loved it. Well, in real life, that is rape, and that will get you serious jail time. That is not something that happens in real life. Now, there's some, of course, there's literary license, and I understand that. And there's a lot of people who say, well, you know, it's just all fantasy, and that's fine. And I've read a lot of BDSM that it doesn't stretch the level of credulity into that, okay, I'm going to have to check my, you know, fact-checking part of my brain at the door and read this and just pretend it's total fantasy. And I'm the kind of reader I can't do that. I, If I know something about a topic and something stops me in my tracks, it pulls me totally out of the narrative. There's a fine line to walk between staying on the fantasy end of things and blasting a reader who knows something about the lifestyle right out of the water. And you know, you can you can go off the deep end and be outrageous by still leaving, you know, that anchor to reality in there. And that's what I try to do in my books. Like in Safe Harbor, 
Um, there's the scene where um, Mac and Clarice are in the closet, and Mac's explained Clarice is still learning about the lifestyle, and she can't believe that Mac enjoys getting a beating and everything. And, and he takes a cane, and he gently you know, bounces it across her shoulder, and she just about falls over. It was so relaxing that she just about falls over. Well, that's based on a real-life experience I had um, because, you know, people think, oh, you're going to beat somebody with a cane. Well, you know, there's different levels of sensation. If you go get a real heavy-duty massage, um, you know, some people go, yeah, that kind of hurt, but it felt really good. You know, there's different kinds of pain. I mean, obviously, yeah, if somebody going after you with a bullwhip, that's going to hurt, and some people are going to like that, and some people are not going to like that. Um, exactly. Jillian in the chat room just made the comment, yeah, I mean, not all virgins can take anal sex with no prep. Shock! Yeah, that's right. It's it's exactly, you know, that kind of thing. You have to kind of to balance the reality with, you know, keeping it, you know, you can go off the deep end. Like in one, one example of going off the deep end is in Fierce Radiance. Fierce Radiance is one that I wrote with Siren, and it's a sci-fi futuristic and that's you got these you know the male heroes one is this total alien and one is a human man who's been with the alien for quite a while it's a menage of course and it's it's got the 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 ds the domination submission or master slave however you want to look at it dynamic and it doesn't really have um the the bds the the bondage or you know the sadism aspect of it but there is that um that aspect of the the master slave dynamic going on and, of course, you know, I played around with, you know, alien physiology a little bit. And, you know, and that was fun. But the way it was set up, it was logical based on the world that it was set in. And something like that is fine. You know, but then you have A.J. Johnson. I have a chain mail flogger when it's been in the freezer. Ooh, man, nice. Yeah, I've heard that. I've never, I've never experienced a chain mail flogger. But that sounds very interesting. Michael, uh, Nerf baseball bat of the end of the spectrum. Thank you very much. Michael, you need to learn to expand your horizons, buddy. Ah, what are we going to do with you, Michael? Um, <laughs> let's see here. Um, let me go on my list of topics here because I get sidetracked. Um, you know, and uh, one of the things is people assume that BDSM is all about sex. And yes, and a, a lot of things that you do, it's a very you know, there's a very much a sexual undertone in it. And I've got somebody that's trying to log on to the chat room right now, and I'm actually I IMing with him on the side. Hello, pup, if you're listening. Hi, puppy. Uh, <laughs> hopefully he'll be able to join us here at some point. Um, he's trying to get logged in. <laughs> let's see. Um, let's see here. Uh, I got sidetracked. Um, okay, sex and BDSM. A lot of people that don't know anything about BDSM, think that BDSM is sex, 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 sex. Well, okay, yes. There's a lot of sex, sexual types of, of dynamics, intimate touching, um, but that's not everything about it. Yeah, that's not everything, you know, that's not the whole thing. The, the, the most basic foundation, the bedrock of BDSM is trust. You have to trust that the person that has tied you up and is taking a sharp implement to your back and gently tracing, you know, very sharp, you know, this very sharp knife around on your back in a pattern isn't going to cut you with it. You have to trust the person you're tracing a knife pattern on their back isn't going to turn around and go to the cops next day and go, see what he did to me? He carved his name into my back, you know. And But she liked it. She wanted, she begged me to tie her up and beat her, you know. 
and so there there's a, a trust issue in that way. There is the trust that the person that is that you have handed yourself over to is going to take care of the things that you talk to them ahead of time. Ahead of time, this is a key issue. You don't just walk into a BDSM club and go, "Hey, tie me up and beat me." You just don't do that to a stranger. If you do, then you're you're looking for uh, you're looking for trouble. Seriously. Um, but anyway, you know, it, it's everybody that is in BDSM is in it for their own reasons. They have their own things that they want to get out of it. They, um, you know, they they have a lot of different reasons and everybody that's in it isn't in it for the same reasons they are not in it for the same thing some people love to get beaten but if you try to dominate them oh 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 okay let me get sidetracked here for just a second it is dominant is the person a dominant will dominate somebody you are not a dominate i see that all the time and i just want to grab them and slap them and choke them <laughs> you are a dominant who dominates? You're a submissive or slave or whatever you call yourself, pet, puppy, kitten, whatever you want to be, boy, girl, whatever. But you can be a dominant who dominates. Just remember that, please, please, people, don't say that you are a dominate. If you do, you're going to get smacked because that is like, or picked on because that is just like one of the big pet peeves. That's like huge. Okay. So back to what I was saying. Um <laughs> People are in the lifestyle for different reasons to get different things. You got people who they like to be tied up. They don't want to be beaten. They don't want to be dominated. They just want it. They like bondage. You've got people who want to get the crap beat out of them. They're pain sluts. But if you try to dominate them, they're going to turn around and beat the crap out of you. You have people that just want the domination and submission dynamic. And they might not like bondage or impact play at all. You got people in the middle that like a little bit of this. It's a little bit from menu A, a little bit from, you know, column A, column B here, you know. And they might have little things that they, you know, want to do here. Let's see. Uh, pure dominant. <laughs> They're kind of the, in, the, in the chat room here. Let's see. Um, and, yes, Jennifer made a very um, a good uh, – Olga and Jennifer both made very good points in the chat room. Um, the mental connection is huge. That's a big thing in BDSM, um, depending on the kind of play that you're in into um a lot of people will troll the internet for videos and they see something like on you know king.com and they go oh everybody must be into that no that is extreme end of the of the spectrum and yes yeah, some people are into that and yes some people like to do that and it really boils my bacon when and people have said this to me about um reluctant dom before one of my books uh through lyrical press and I, I always have to resist the urge to reach out and strangle them. Oh, nobody I know plays like that. Well, and this is something I touched on in la in the last show. It's like, well, how many hundreds of thousands of people in the lifestyle do you know to be able to make that blanket statement that nobody you know plays like that? Yeah, in different areas of the country or in the world even, there's different play styles in general. But even within the group of people that I know, there's people on the far end of the spectrum. There's people that basically like a little slap and tickle. There's people that basically, if you didn't know that they were kinky, you would never know they were kinky because they don't really do that much, you know. Um, they're, everybody is so huge and varied and different, and, and what they do is what they do. And that's one of the the acronyms that you'll see sometimes, The what it is that we do. The W-I-I, it is T D W D. Type it out. You guys in the chat room, type it out. Um, what it is that we do. 
that's one of the things that you'll see. So to say that, you know, everybody plays one way or the other is kind of silly because every it's like anything else. It's like if you got somebody who is into, you know, a, a hobby sport, like whatever, like, you know, say, you know, snow skiing, you got people that are going to be on the bunny slopes and you got people that are going to be dropped out of a helicopter in the wild backcountry with a GPS and, a, you know, a couple of days worth of rations and say, we'll see you back at the lodge in a few days. So you've got that anywhere. And BDSM is the same way. And no, not everybody in BDSM is a swinger or is poly. I know, you know, most of the people I know in BDSM are monogamous. You know, they might be a couple or they might be single or they might be, you know, a serial monogamous if they're single and they date other people. But, you know, not everybody is poly. Yes, there are poly people. Yes, there are swingers there. Um, and yes, there are people who are monogamous who might play, you know, with other people in ways that are more, you know, intimate or or to somebody that doesn't know the lifestyle might say, okay, well, that looks like sex. Well, no, just because somebody has an orgasm doesn't mean that it's sex. You know, it's it's you know it's play and a huge thing that a lot of people don't understand too is that you know a lot of what you'll see in there's the pop he's in i see him in the chat room yay um hi everybody say hi to blackie leather dog Woo, hi, Pop. um okay so just because you 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 see something going on doesn't mean that it's necessarily you know, some you can't ever make assumptions about people in the lifestyle. Um, 310-861-2348 if you want to call in with any questions. And I'm going to go to the email bag. I need a sound effect for that. Um, question from Liz. Uh, this is actually an extremely good question. It's going to take me a little bit of time here to answer. I have so many questions, but there is one that has always intrigued me as I've read erotic BDSM stories. Of course, I always wonder how close the stories are to reality, where the lifestyle scenarios are concerned. With books, movies, etc., there's always some creative license taken, but it seems like when it relates to the BDSM lifestyle, a lot of authors are careful to portray it accurately. My question is specifically about the concepts of subspace. It was very specifically addressed in Reluctant Dawn with Leah's character. What exactly is it, and how does somebody achieve it? I'm incredibly curious by how it happens and if it's truly possible. Yes, Liz, there is a subspace. Um, <laughs> now, here is one of the great arguments of that you'll see. Some people go, oh, you can only be beaten into subspace. And some people go, no, you can be put into subspace if you have hypnotic trigger set, which is actually something I kind of covered in Cardinal's Rule a little bit. Those of you, Cardinal's Rule, Captiva Press, <laughs> that came out earlier this year. Um, subspace has been compared by some people. Everybody experiences it differently, for starters. I've heard it compared to a runner's high. I've heard it compared to zenny time, zenny surf time. Um, depending on the person, depending on what they're going to do, there's different levels of it. Some people might go very deep. Some people might not go very deep at all. Some people might just feel very relaxed and calm. Um, I don't know the exact biochemistry involved, but usually it has to do with the endorphins released by the play, whatever the play is. Um, you know, I, like I said, one person said in response to Reluctant Dom, oh, you know, I don't know anybody that, that ever goes in the subspace. You have to be beaten in the subspace. No, that's not true. If you have a good mental connection with somebody that you trust, 
you can actually be put, yes, puppy loves subspace. Puppy's very good in subspace. He's a good puppy in the in the chat room there. Um, I'm going to get to you just very shortly here, puppy, too, once I get through for this part of the discussion. Oh, no, Michael. No, you can't pick on Blackie. No, no, no. You can't pick on Blackie. Kathy in the chat room says, I feel drunk afterwards as I come down. Yeah. Some people do say that. Um, it, it's it's endorphins. It's adrenaline. It's, um, you know, it just depends on the person. You know, like I said, some people, some people, you know, I've seen people go through scenes and they get up, they're done, boom, you know, and their subspace might be that they're giggly and bouncy and high like they've just gotten a shot of, you know, caffeine mainly mainlined right into their system. And there's other people that need to basically curl up into a ball in a blanket and be left alone. And there's everything in between. And it just depends on the person. You know, it is definitely, you know, it's it's my job in a oh <laughs> Yep. Um Kathy, I can go into subspace if my hubby grabs my hair and growls. Um, yeah, that's a very good I've actually uh <laughs> I think we're gonna be talking to Mr. Blackie at some point here and I'm sure Mr. Blackie will testify that yeah, it's quite possible to put somebody to, to to put your arm across somebody and grab their head and pull their head back and growl a command in their ear and yeah, you can put them into subspace if they're the right headspace. Um <laughs> so yeah, that can that can definitely happen. Um, I don't want to get sidetracked here. Um, so let's see here. Let me get my next note card so I don't get too far behind. Um, differences. We've talked about that. Do, 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 do. We've talked about that. Um, let's see. Uh, Olga, I've never been to subspace, but I hope to one day. Um, it's, it, it, it's hard to say, you know, different people experience it in different ways. You know, and and don't feel bad, you know, if you don't hit substance, you know if you've hit it. You really do. I've got a friend who's um, a sub, and I, she's played with a couple of different people. And I've seen her literally go like a rock. Just, But then there's been times where she said she's played with other people, and, you know, she didn't really go that deep. She, it was just play, and it was fun, but she didn't really admit to them. Um, Mr. Blackie's around here somewhere. I, I want to talk to Mr. Blackie here very shortly. Um, and when you're in subspace um and kathy's right in the chat room she says i think the scene makes a difference how i handle subspace um subspace is different for different people um depending on the scene and you know distractions can pull you out of subspace or it might just be planned just because you don't hit subspace doesn't mean you're not having fun i mean it's you know it's fun <laughs> um let's see here let me go to my notes do 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 um Let's see here. Uh, Mr. Blackie, do you want to call in? Are you able to call in right now? Let's see, because he's uh, in the chat room. Let's see. Yeah, Michael, you know, Michael says, I'm just too mentally scattered. I think my mind just goes into several different areas at one time, and I wouldn't know if it banged me like a Chinese gong. Um, you know, it, it's funny that... Subspace is one of those things that that some people, and it's like, you know, Kathy says, the more you try it, less likely to hit it. Well, you know, some people find that that it's harder to reachieve. It's like that first hit of a drug, you know, and you don't quite reachieve it. And, and some, to me, yeah, I found that sometimes it's you can slip into a, a meditative state in a way. You know, it really is helpful. It's hard to explain. 
explain. It's one of those things that it's kind of, you try to explain it, and it's really hard to explain. It's like, you know it, but it's like trying to explain an orgasm to somebody. You go, it feels really good. Well, said as a massage. No, it feels better than that. Well, foot rub feels really good. Well, no, it feels better than that. Well, you know, it, you can't really, ex it's hard to explain sometimes. It's just one of those things where you know it when you've been in there. Blindfold them and put on earmuffs. Who are we going to be putting earmuffs on, Michael? Uh, <laughs> um, poor Michael's getting picked on in the chat room tonight. Um, everybody in the chat room, give Michael a hug, please, for me, because it is Veterans Day. So I want everybody in the chat room to give Michael a hug. <laughs> then you can pick on him after you've given him a hug. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see here. I'm getting so off my notes right now. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. You with the ball gag and whip. We're really talking about ball gags and whips tonight in the chat room, aren't we? And that's everything. Um, you know, you, you can have a scene. Ooh, I think we got, is that, you're on screening. Is that, is that, uh, Mr. B? You're in screening, honey. Oops, sorry, I just realized I didn't mute my mic when I said that. <laughs> is that our caller? Okay, I'm putting him on the air. All right, you guys are in for a special treat. This is, um, he has two names, depending on, on what role he's playing. He's either the pup or Mr. B. So, let's see, let me get him on the air. How do I put him on the air? On the air. Are you there? Whoop, there you are. I can there, hear you. I can hear you. Folks, I would like to introduce you to special guest tonight. This is Mr. B. Mr. B is going to help me talk BDSM. <laughs> How are you tonight, Hello. sir? <laughs> oh, I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well tonight, sir. Um, we have a pretty full chat room tonight. Um, would you like to add in from your experience uh, talking about subspace? Because um, I am going to... Um, tell uh, right now a little bit about Mr. B is a good friend of, of mine in real life. Um, he and his wife um, are very good friends of ours. And um, Mr. B has taught me a lot about the lifestyle, um, research, one-on-one, um, -on -one, um, introduced me to a lot of people, taught me about implements and things like that. And um, Mr. B has also been kind enough to Introduce me to a, a more pet side of my personality. <laughs> so, um, Mr. B, would you like to talk about putting somebody into subspace? Um, sure. And and actually, people talk about this a lot, like you were saying before. It's um, it is tricky um, because there is there is no secret way of just you know having a mechanism of, of sort of grabbing somebody and and putting them into subspace. I mean, there has to be a connection. They have to want to go there. They have to have a connection with you to want to be there. So just you know, showing up behind somebody and just all of a sudden putting a move on them it isn't going to work for for 99% of the people out there. Um, but if you have a connection with somebody and they're relaxed and and comfortable and and uh, and that works, um, you know, it really depends on the people. Sometimes it is a, um, a purely physical of uh, you know, uh, uh, beating, a caning, adrenaline, and endorphins. Um, a lot of times it's just something that's a, a very strong turn-on for them, which is, uh, you know, either control or confinement or uh, 
uh, a strong verbal command. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really hard to say. I mean, it's really it's individual from person to person. But when you do have that connection, though, and and when you are able to uh, to do that with somebody, it's uh, um, it's pretty evident and it's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. Can everybody in the chat room still hear us? Because I just had a note that somebody couldn't hear any. So can you guys holler at me in the chat room real fast if you can hear us? Can you all hear us? Hello, chat room. Let's see. I'm trying to make sure the chat room can hear us. Okay. Um, can you all hear us? Uh, let's see. I'm waiting for somebody in the chat room to answer me here. Okay. Yeah, Jillian can hear us. Okay, good. We're still on the air, Mr. Peter. Okay. <laughs> um, We're here. Okay, good. We're still here. Um, okay, so I just lost my train of thought. Yeah, because... Because my husband just came in and said, I can't hear you. So I kind of panicked there for a second that we had gone off the air or something. Um, what? I'm trying to think of a good question here that we haven't already covered on this topic. Um, what, to, what to you is the most fun part about that dynamic, about about the the you know dominant submissive dynamic when you're involved in a scene with somebody? Well, I mean, for, since I'm a switch, um, it really depends on what side of it is because it's, it's completely different. So, pick a side. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if you're a dominant in a scene, to you, what is your what is the fun part to you? Um, it's all about uh, uh, it's all about control. That's mm-hmm. the really part that that I really enjoy is the the control and the connection. Mm-hmm. Now, when when you switch, and a lot of people who don't know what a switch is, real fast, a switch is somebody who switches. They like both playing both sides of the of the field. There. Um, now, when you switch and you submit to somebody, what talk to? I mean, I know it's impossible to say it in you know a very short amount of time, but is an overview for somebody say who's listening who knows nothing about BDSM except what they've seen you know on the interwebs. When you switch and become submissive, what is that in as far as the dynamic? What is that? Purely not talking about any of the sexual aspects of it, taking that off the board, what is in it for you? What do you get out of it? On the submissive side? Mm-hmm. Well, it, well, it depends. I mean, it's um, I do enjoy a, a definitely strong physical discipline, mm-hmm. which then I get out of... Uh, uh, of that, a huge sort of you know mental and physical release after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a, it's like almost like a long distance run. You put yourself through you know a series of uh, physical challenges, and at the end, it's almost like a Zen state, just a, a release and a relaxation. Mm-hmm. And we've got a question in the chat room from Jennifer Boyd. Um, can you explain how you decided that you were really a switch and not one or the other? Um. No, actually, I can't. Um, it just is. Um, <laughs> it, it's just it's one of those things where um, you know you, you you like the color blue and you like the color red. Um, there's physical attractions to both sides that I enjoy that are wired in me. So if I didn't enjoy control or or dominance, I, I probably wouldn't do the the dominant side of the switch. If I wasn't uh, attracted to being 
you know, submissive or attracted to discipline, I probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't be a submissive. But I've got all of those elements, and so I mean, it really depends on the person's on their makeup and their characteristics and their personality. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know I personally have seen, um, <laughs> I th- and I'm sure you have too in your time in the lifestyle, is the people who insist that, oh, well, you can't be both. You're either one or the other. Um, what would you say to people that that say that argument? I mean, that say, oh, you can't be a switch. You're either one or the other. That you can't be both. Well, I mean, I disagree because I mean, I'm I am a switch, and and I do enjoy both sides. And I mean, it, how well I do either one is is up for debate. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's there's no right or wrong way to really do it. So, um, but. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm attracted to both sides. I enjoy both sides. I can perform both sides. I can be a switch. I can be a submissive. Therefore, I do exist. <laughs> so mm, I, know right. I, I know I can do it. Yeah, um, right. But but the people that really put that argument out there are people that don't really, I don't think, understand the other side that's not part of them. Mm-hmm. So if you have somebody that's all dominant and they don't feel submissive whatsoever, I just don't think they can understand how somebody can have that other component in them. And them not understanding it really doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Right. Exactly. And and of course that was that was something for the the audience. Just a, a, a side note to the audience is that I I totally understand because I like Mr. B. Um, I do have a switchy side. I tend to be more dominant, not dominate, <laughs> dominant. Um, and I do actually. In in play situations, Mr. B has, like we said, brought out my pet side. Um, <laughs> so so this has been an interesting growth experience for somebody who uh, a year or so ago was saying, "Oh, I never do that! I never do that! I never do that!" Well, what would you say to that, Mr. B? Do you think I've come a long way in <laughs> in a short amount well, of time? <laughs> yeah, you've definitely uh, uh, explored some uh, some ground you hadn't covered in the past. Let me put it that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, one thing you said to me a few um a few weeks ago when you were talking um we were talking about um scaring the locals and you made a funny comment about and actually I I mentioned you on the last show. I did actually tell everybody briefly about this, but I'd like them to hear it in your own words. You talked about scaring the locals when a new when a newbie comes in um you know and uh you said it, when they watch the, the, tell me tell the audience about that in your words um well i mean i kind of i like to push myself um mm-hmm. i've uh, i've always been that way i mean i've i've when i was younger i was a, a a long distance runner and you know the whole point is you constantly push yourself and if you're not in in pain or discomfort you're just not you know running right so you know you push yourself into an area where you're in pain and in discomfort, and then you stay there for as long as you possibly can. And I guess I have the same philosophy when it comes to me being a submissive. So, you know, sort of light and fluffy stuff has never really uh, attracted me very much. Um, so I kind of have a philosophy of, of uh, as a submissive, at least in a public space or in a public group, um, I kind of like to be the guy that uh, that the newbies look at uh, when they come in and, and see something going on with either a beating or a flogging and and can define like three hard limits in an evening about they can look at me and go, that I don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> the, whatever he's doing right there is one of my hard limits and I don't want to do that. <laughs> and that, for some reason that just kind of makes me smile. <laughs> 
Yes, it does. I've seen you. I've seen that smile before. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a, a question because I'm I'm trying to. I don't I don't want to scare the <laughs> I don't want to scare the newbies tonight on our show. Because um, you know I've had plenty of conversations about this before in the past. Um, okay, what? Because you have quite a few years of experience in the lifestyle. What would be your experience to somebody or your advice to somebody who? is very new to the lifestyle and they're going to get involved in their local lifestyle scene. What would be your advice to them? Um, if you had like just a little bit of time to talk to them, like safety or, you know, common sense advice, what would you tell them? Well, just, you know, take it easy, take it slow and, and think before you do things. You mm-hmm. know, there's, there's no rush. There's no one Dom. There's no one submissive. There's no one party or, or one club. Um, you know, it's a it's a reoccurring event. It's a reoccurring group. There's a lot of people out there. You know, just take your time and relax and, and decide what you want to do when you want to do it. Um, and don't let your brain fall out of your head just because you're all excited about getting into the BNDSM or fetish scene. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it, it may seem like fantasy, but it's far more reality um, when you're getting, you know, smacked in the ass with a very large oak wooden paddle than... Uh, than the fantasy side, <laughs> right? And, and when that and when that ends up hitting you right on your coccyx because the person doing it doesn't know what they're doing, um, that'll that'll wake you up in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes it will. Um, let's see here. We have we've got Michael on the line, and I see you there, Michael. Just hold on a minute. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to flip in between. I've got a dog trying to yak here in the corner. I'm yelling at my, <laughs> just making sure I put my microphone back off of mute here. Um, live radio, folks. you got to love it. Um, let's see here. Um, God, the dog distracted me. Not you. Not you. The four-legged dog. Um, okay. Let's see. We just, we talked about safety. Um, do you have any unusual or funny can you think of something that that a story that you could tell that you would be comfortable telling um to our listeners that that stands out in your mind that you find like funny or amusing or anything like that that you'd like to share um i don't know do they do censorship on this line <laughs> nope <laughs> nope we're not censored it's whatever you whatever you feel comfortable sharing we're we're on after 10 we have a mature rating and there's no censorship so have at it <laughs> um well how about, we can go on the funny and funny and slightly gross side okay <laughs> uh never play with butt plugs while you're having an allergy attack I, I really don't want to elaborate on that, but I'll just I'll just leave it at that one. I I, I think we <laughs> I think I got the picture on that one. Oh, that sounds like yeah. very good advice. <laughs> so did my wife. <laughs> okay, um, we have uh, Michael on the other line, and um, our call screener. <laughs> said that he has a question for, um, I guess, for you and for me. So I'm going to go ahead and make him, put him live on the line right now. So hold on just a second. I do this right. Are you there, Michael? I am here. Thank you. Is this, is this, is this Michael, Michael? Oh, the infamous. Very much. Oh, the infamous Michael. Michael, you are (laughs) 
on you are live with uh Timber and with Mr. B. Um what's your question? Uh, my question is and I put it in your email but I was told that you know I've heard that um when you get into um certain situations where you are in the BDSM situation that anybody can pretty much um for lack of a better term turn a person who is like me a person on the nerf baseball bat end of the spectrum into like hardcore i mean is that just primarily based on trust or is that person like putting some mystical power on them and they're just so comfortable with them that they just want to do anything that you know that they want to with them um, um mr b i'd like you to handle that question <laughs> Sure. Well, first of all, there's, there there is no mystical power, <laughs> and, and most masochists that I know that can handle a large amount of pain isn't necessarily has anything to do with the dominant. Um, it can, and there is a dynamic of wanting to please somebody, so pushing yourself, but that doesn't suppress pain. That only makes you put up with pain longer. The ability to put up with pain is mostly internal and with somebody's physiology. So and and people can be trained for it. Um, I myself know that over the years that you know I can take far more and more pain, and if it's regular, if I play you know weekly, um, that my pain tolerance goes really really you know way up. But no, I mean there really is no mystical magical thing about it. It's, but but you definitely can train yourself over periods right. of time, just like running or weightlifting. You know if you have you know somebody you know cracks you ten times with a paddle tonight and then ten times with a paddle tomorrow night, by the end of the month, those ten times aren't really going to feel like very much and you're going to need 20. And by, right. the end of the, by the end of the quarter, you're going to be looking for 30. True, true. But um, as um, Timber put out to me, it was like if you have the proper mistress or master, then they can push you beyond what you originally thought you could deal with. And in my mind, with you know, with all I have going on, I'm like, Wow, this person must have like some extreme um, mental control over the person that they're with, and that's pretty much where I was going with that. Well, you know, I've got a philosophy: Con- control is given, not taken. You know, we're all adults in a real world. You know, you can't walk into a B and D S and M club and just grab somebody and go, "I'm going to control you." Uh, you'll get right. arrested or you'll get stabbed. Um, <laughs> or I got, I got a, I got a counter to that because yeah. But, um, I mean, you know, and and people do do things like that. But, you know, I've never been lucky enough to get away with anything like that. Um, (laughs) But um, I'm the guy that would get socked right in the eye if I ever tried anything (laughs) like that. But, um, but, um, But you are right. There is a, you know, if once you have the connection... And once you have that, uh, similar to cyber, you know, to subspace, when you have that connection, when somebody wants to please and and wants to do well for their dominant, absolutely, they will push themselves further. But I know in myself, I, I have that connection with people, but it doesn't make the pain any less. It just right. makes me want to put up with it more. So just because I have that connection and and will go into subspace, if they hit me with that paddle, it hurts just as much. It's just right. I want to take it more. So it doesn't okay. dull the pain, but it makes it makes people want to take the pain more. And sure, in, in doing that, then, yet you can push them more. And in, as you push them, then their body becomes more, you know, physiologically able to take it. So in the end, okay. you get... Did okay, that... So what a, 
So what I'm get, so what I'm getting from this is it just essentially boils down to um, an element of trust. If, if you trust that person, just like what Tim was saying, then you know that they're not going to like um, do anything that's going to hurt hurt you excessively or any more than you take. Right. And, and right. There's, there's kind of a catchphrase in the in the in the lifestyle where they have you know hurt versus harm. You know, right. a lot of this stuff hurts, it, and that's the point, really. If it didn't hurt, it'd get kind of boring. Um, but you, but you don't harm. You know, so it's you know you you know paddling, caning, it's all great. You know, but obviously you don't go to the point of nerve damage or broken bones or you know things much past you know maybe some bad bruising. Um, so you know, on the hurt side, it's all good, but you know, don't push it to harm. And when somebody right. has that trust that they know what you're doing, they're going to be hurt but not harmed, and they've got their safe words in place where if it becomes too intense, they can call it off. It's amazing what people can mentally push themselves to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, well, because fear, I've actually one one more thing to add. One other thing I've added in there, or one thing I've found is, fear definitely heightens people's pain responses. When you're relaxed, at least when I'm relaxed, I can take far much more pain. If I'm right. fearful or edgy or nervous, um, the pain seems much more intense to me. Okay. And that goes back to oh. trust. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate it. And, and one thing I'd like to add, too, is, and I'm sure Mr. B is probably smiling as I say this, It when, you know, months ago when I, you know, started down this path, I was like, okay, he'd ask me questions about, well, how about this? Nope, 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 nope. Well, then pretty soon, well, maybe, maybe, yeah. And now I'm like, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, here's here's the giggle. Here's the giggle. There's the giggle that always gets me. You've tossed yourself off the cliff a couple of times. Yes, I have. (laughs) Can I share the tattoo story? Mr. B. Sure, absolutely. That's a good one. <laughs> I got I, I got a tattoo, and some of you who are my uh, readers know that I've got a tattoo, and I posted a picture of it. And my husband oh, is yeah. not a chill kind of person. He is not an evil kind of person, as in you know, like get squicky, turn green, fall over, pass out. Not a needle kind of person. So I was not about to subjugate him to several hours of sitting there while I was doing that. So Mr. B volunteered to go with me being the wonderful sadist that he is, and, and masochist in this case. And <laughs> there's we do a lot of puppy play, both giving and receiving, and one of the, the items in the toy bag is actually a little nylabone chew toy. And I'm sitting there, and of course, those of you also who are familiar with me know I have fibromyalgia. Well, my tattoo is across my lower back, and of course it covers two, not one, but two tender points that hit me bad with my fibromyalgia. And of course I didn't realize this until the tattoo artist started on me. So I am hunched over sideways in this chair. And, of course, my ankle at this point, I only sprained my ankle the week before, so my ankle was killing me. And I'm, like, hunched over, and I've got a desk up on Mr. B's hand. And he's like, how you doing? And I'm like, I could really use that nylophone to chew on right now. And he start, he's like, oh, I have it in the truck. They're like, do you want it? They're like, yes, please. And so I'm sitting there in the tattoo parlor chewing on this nylophone because I'm, I'm, it hurt. I mean, Let's face it, I know normally tattoos don't hurt that bad because when he would get away from a a place on my back that wasn't part of the tender point, it didn't hurt quite so bad. But right going over those tender points, right over um, my kidneys and stuff, that just was excruciating. 
excruciating. And I was sitting there trying not to move because I'm being told not to move. And one of the things that Mr. B and I have, have started doing is knife play. And he tells me, don't move. And he pokes the bottom of my foot while my foot is ticklish. And, of course, I'm being told not to move, and I'm being poked with a sharp knife. So for some reason, it just sets me just about into a frenzy of just like, oh, yeah, you know, crying and stuff. So he's like, how you doing? At one point he asked me, and I said, it's okay, because I'm saying the same thing. I can't move. I can't move. I'm sitting still. I can't move. It hurts like hell. I can't move. How you doing? I'm okay. It's like when you stick me in the foot with a knife. The tattoo artist paused for a second. He's like, nice. Thanks, Pat. I'm like, you're welcome, sir. <laughs> yeah, he, he shot me a really nice look. <laughs> I don't think that was the exact quote, though. Huh? What I did I say? I, you said something about... Um, that's when you take the knife to me with knife play, something like that. It was it was a little less innocuous than than that's when you oh. poke me with the knife in my foot. Yeah, it was, uh, made me sound like the slasher. <laughs> Sorry about that, but it it it's just it was funny because I wasn't even thinking about it when I said it. It's just like I was so focused on not moving so that my tattoo didn't get screwed up, and I was not moving, and it hurt, and I couldn't move, and I couldn't move, and yeah. I, I was just—I was just having fun putting in subspace. Oh yeah, I would—I definitely hit. I—I I tell you what, I hit subspace. I mean, we get done. I was like, I, I was and, probably for a good couple hours one night. And my and my thumb paid the price. Yeah, at one point he was—he—he he took one for the team, and I was holding hold really hard his hand. He's like, he's like, why don't you chew on my thumb? Because he wanted a little bit of pain too, so I was actually chomping down on his thumb as I'm sitting here holding still. I'm surprised you don't still have tooth marks in your thumb. But yeah, so that was the story of my cat. Huh? Oh, you do? I do. <laughs> but. Yeah, so so you know, and it, it's funny because the tattoo parlor. I mean, obviously, the, the it was funny because when I went in for the the consult with him, and I had to. You know, the guy needed to see where he was going to put the tattoo. And it's on my lower back, and I was wearing a skirt. And I, so I lifted the tank top I was wearing. And I said, "Don't worry about the bruises." And I pulled my skirt down below my hips. And we had just been talking about pain tolerance. He was like, "Okay." So obviously, he knew there was something going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think that's going to be anything new or unusual to a tattoo artist. I'm sure they've seen uh, plenty of uh, of lifestyle people come in. Yeah, and if they haven't got love of man, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kathy in the chat room just said, "Call your husband Master and see what looks you get in tattoo shop." <laughs> Actually, we we, we were half doing puppy dog play with the nylon bone, and the guy didn't even flinch. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> he was just like, "Yep, takes all kinds." Yeah, <laughs> it, but the funny thing was, I mean, we got done. How long was that? It was like what, four hours, three and a half, four, four hours, four, four and a half, yeah, four and a half hours. I mean, we get done, and seriously, folks, you know, talking about subspace, I honestly had no idea how long, I mean, it, it it could, I mean, at the end, once it was done and the tattoo needle stopped, it could have been a half hour, for all I knew. I was like, wow, really, it's, it's that much time? I mean, you just, you lose track of time, and it just, it, you know, it was... <laughs> It was definitely an experience, but but I actually I'm kind of glad that it happened that way because I probably would have been in misery, you know, the whole time if if I hadn't had that to fall back on. I can't imagine somebody trying to get a tattoo like that that hurt as bad as that hurt and not have that to fall back on. So that was that was a way that that BDSM in real life in real life actually helped. So. <laughs> um, let's see here, real quick. We're down to five minutes. Wow, time has flown. Oh. 
Um, I know, but let me hop off this phone, Timber. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, and hopefully I can come and test you a little bit more as you um, have your um, broadcast going on. All right. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate it. Okay. Michael. Okay, I'm gonna hang Michael up here. And uh okay, I still got Mr. B real quick here. Let's see. And thank you for joining us tonight, Mr. B. I appreciate it. It was fun having you on here. I still thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Um and if there's anybody that has questions for Mr. B that would like to ask him, shoot me an email. Timber Dalton at gmail.com. That's T-Y-M-B-E-R Dalton at gmail.com. I'll pass them along to Mr. B, and I will answer them either in email or I will answer them on future shows. So if anybody has any questions for him, um, let me know, and I will be glad to pass those along to him. Um, Mr. B doesn't bite much. <laughs> a little. Only in the good ways. <laughs> a little. A uh, little. <laughs> Mr. B's a good puppy. <laughs> Yeah, good puppy. The other side's a good puppy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, all right. Um, I'm. I appreciate you joining us tonight, Mr. B. And I'm going to bid you good night. Um, and I'm going to get ready to sign off here with the rest of my my pervy blog talk radio peeps who have joined us, so that I can. I've got to pick a winner out of my mailbag. So thank you very much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, sir. <laughs> good night. Good night. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay, and let's see if I did that right. Okay. So, pretty little blog talk peeps. Let me go into the email bag and stir it up here. I didn't get to everybody's questions. Let's see. Liz, Liz D., who sent me the question about subspace. You are our winner tonight, so I will get you a $5 gift certificate to Captiva Press. Congratulations. Woo! Let's see. I don't have – let's see. Do I have a – oh, I do. There we go. Okay, so that's how that works. Okay. <laughs> Live radio. you got to love it. Um, okay, let's see. Um, yeah, and people in the chat room, we have, let's see, Kathy says, I love the biting. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's see. Olga, Timber, you're the ultimate multitasker. Well, I've had a lot of experience multitasking, trust me. Let's see. Um, uh, Kathy, um, feel free to shoot me an email and I'll pass it along to him. Um, wow, there's so much more. I could actually do a whole other show on BDSM stuff that I didn't talk about tonight. Um, but it was great having Mr. B and Michael join us. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. God, there's a ton of stuff I didn't talk about. Um, let's hear down to 90 seconds. The little mystery voice in my ear that doesn't happen to actually belong to me is actually telling me we've only got 90 seconds left. Um, so next show is going to be, let's see, not this Sunday, but next Thursday. Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, I believe that is when I have Chris Cook coming in. I need to check. It should be already up on the website. Um, Chris Cook, Siren Author, make sure you join me here. Uh, blog Talk Radio backslash, or blogtalkradio.com backslash Timber Dalton. 
Um, this is Oral Lingus with Timberthon. Oh, and I forgot to tell you guys, Mr. Blackie actually helped me name the show. He was helping me bounce names around, and he came up with one that was kind of dirtier than that one. And I was like, ooh, how about Oral Lingus? He's like, yeah, that sounds good. So he is actually helping, he helped me name the show. So you guys can uh, thank him for that. Um, <laughs> yes, Michael, you got called by name. It's because you called in. Um, so, okay, show is ending here in 30 seconds. Um, if you can't catch a live show, remember, you can always come back here to the website and catch it in archives and download it at your leisure or listen to it directly on the site. Um, keep checking back on the schedule. Also, my Facebook page, my Twitter account are all linked there. Shoot Email at timberdalton at gmail.com. That's timber with a Y. You have been listening to Earl Lingus with Timber Dalton on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me, and good night. Mm-hmm.